thousand dollars in my Venmo account right now. Wow, right. man. It's wow. going to be gone by the end of the show. Oh. Uh, I, I run Are the, you sharing, uh, spreading it equally among us three? Unfortunately not. Oh. I'm, uh, I did Ooh. the Super Bowl squares for our building, which I've done for over 10 years now. It's what keeps me employed here. Because <laughs> all of our management, they love playing this. They're like, um, who else is going to draw up the squares? And <laughs> I know, take the time, <laughs> collect this. the money for no like pay or anything. I don't know why. I like doing it. But you know what sucks is usually I win a quarter. Not just that, but we have some comedian friends that run a bar, and they do a, a higher paying squares, and I always forget I buy one. And then I'll get a Venmo for like 400, 600 bucks and like, congrats, dude. And I'm like, oh, crap, I won. So it's always paid for. But this year I didn't win anything. Oh, and you man. know who came I'm out sorry. the big winner? Who? Uh, our, our goddamn owner. Wait, yeah. Won no, two that's, quarters. That's, did he really? Yes. <laughs> so that means I'm going to be paying a large chunk of cash. But aren't you excited to have a reason to go up and talk to the owner? I guess if it's a good reason. But here's the thing is uh, he was out of town so someone else, you know, like if, as a courtesy, if I, if I know someone wants to play squares, I'll let them Venmo. I'll let someone else fill it out. That's fine. That's no big deal. Even got my dad in on the action this year. Um, I also filled out a square for spinning, but didn't hit. Thank you. Um, I noticed. I was confused. Now, you owe me 10 bucks <laughs> since you didn't win. Uh, but here's the deal. I don't want him to know. I don't know if he looked at him. I don't know if he checked. And... Ex- and what frustrates me is I know that there are going to be salespeople upstairs. They're like, did you hear you won the squares? You won the money. CJ's going to pay you money. Did you hear you? How, you yeah. won. Is that the way they talk upstairs? Yes, they're going to wow. go kiss ass and talk about him winning squares and making jokes out. I'm like, no, shut up. You know you what else? Don't say anything. You want to rip off the owner? I'm saying, mm. like, let's see how long we can go without him knowing. Because honestly, he would have been in here already. Do you realize that this is why you get yourself into betting problems with others when you run other pools? Is that you try to keep? You I'm think like the that, IRS. I hold on to the money. Some of that money is yours. It's never yours. You're just holding right. it. Yeah. Also, we're on the radio right now, and sometimes people listen to this show in oh, the building. Yeah, that's going to be a problem for you. That's going to be a problem for you. They listen. They listen to better shows. Uh, it, you know what? This gambling thing is a problem. There was even a year where I, I wrote a hot check on accident to a friend. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, don't cash this until next week." And then, of course, he cashed it right away. And I'm like, "Dude, the you, the fantasy football money is yours, but like I told you to hold on to this check. It's called right, check man. kiting. I don't know how anyone <laughs> trusts you with any money, to be honest. After all these events, nobody yeah. trusts him. He just ends <laughs> up with it somehow. Our winner of this year's fantasy football league, who also won last year, who also won a quarter of squares, uh, I couldn't pay her the money because I had it in PayPal, and PayPal I owed PayPal credit, and they're like, "Hey, you gotta pay your bills before we're letting you take this money out." Oh man, so what you know a hassle. what I had to do? I had to pay my PayPal credit and then use PayPal credit to pay. So it cost me $18 just to run a fantasy league. That's almost 20. That's a whole banana. This sucks. You know, the good part of it though, our dear sweet friend and former co-host Emily, I owe her money too, but she got, she got laid off. So I didn't pay her. (laughs) I'm not not paying that crap. Is this a segment where you try to sound like an absolute jackass? 
uh, what is this every every segment? <laughs> I guess so. It's just not fair. If I'm, how Life does, isn't fair, dude? How that's do Las why, Vegas casinos make betting, money? That's why we're trying to make it fair with rules and the betting stuff. Well, here's what you need to do. I gotta take a In rake. the future, don't give away a quarter of whatever is. Just say, hey, if you win, you'll win a hundred dollars, and then you uh, keep a rake for yourself. Yeah. That's mm, yeah. you know. Break it in, baby. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. The Price Master, long may he reign. Today is the greatest. Matt, you want to sing that for us? You were doing a little bit on the intro Today there. Today is the greatest. And it is. <laughs> Sorry. I got Are you copying me? I got it. It is one of the greatest days, perhaps, in the internet history, because 23 years ago on this day, maybe not exactly, we learned of the Price Master. What is the Price Master, you might ask? I remember this. Uh, It is a classic internet video. Before there was YouTube, memes, viral videos, Tim and Eric, any of that stuff, uh, some dudes up in Denton had a garage sale, yard sale, really, And you have your classic kind of old people coming up trying to haggle and get prizes. But it was a little different. Right away, you heard this weird kind of eclectic humming electronic music. There was a big stage with a guy dressed in really bizarre kind of (laughs) ornamental costumes. It's hard to describe. Like a cheap 1960s alien. (laughs) <laughs> Alien or like from uh, Star like a, Trek or something. Like a demon from a uh, from like a ninja movie or okay. something. Yeah. It was very bizarre, but uh, he was the price master. And when you went to the garage sale, yard sale, you had to ask the price master for the price. Here's a little clip. Hopefully we can hear it okay. Uh, I'll give you 17 dollars dollars for the uh, mini TV. 70. So you would ask the price master, and it was always. It's not even like a, it's not an auditorium. They have all that stuff cranked to make it sound it's so cranked orally. up. The <laughs> reverbs all the way up, and that's what also cracks me up. To me, I was telling Spencer off air. That's the payoff of it. It's not just all the weird visuals and that the old people eventually. And we'll play another clip. The old people are like, "All right, this is a, this is a put on." But that every time they asked the prices, it would be like one hundred. $50,000! It was always so ridiculous. And it went on for a few hours. I miss this for a very particular reason. When I was watching the replays that came up, you sent this weekend, uh, I remember that my friends and I used to do dumb stuff purely for the sake... Of doing dumb stuff. Of doing dumb stuff. Now, when we do dumb stuff, we have a camera train on it, and we're doing it for... The likes and the shares. Now, they did video this, but it was very clear that there was no YouTube. They weren't putting it anywhere. Yeah. They were making it for nostalgia's well, right. sake. So and pull it out at a get-together in the future and be like, Because it was ridiculous what they were doing. Yeah. And I miss stupidity for stupidity's sake. Absolutely. And that's, you know, I kind of want to talk about that old style because I feel like we were, you know, my buddies and I were, were into that. We used to do what we'd call mass disbursement and propaganda around the university, which is where we would just make 
like real looking signs and right. like instructions and have things where the elevator closed in there right there. The back of just weird things. We would rearrange furniture, like putting stuff in elevator, just dumb, fun things that we right. thought were funny, but uh, harmless. Would you call them social experiments weird. like other college students did? Yeah, I I'm guess. sociology. Weird, weird pranks and whatnot. <laughs> but I think my age, Matt, that differs from yours is we did usually have a VHS because we were kind of influenced by jackass. And again, the thing wasn't to go viral. Like, you would share VHS Well, you tapes. wanted to share. I mean, I, look, I'm not so old that I don't ha- We had VHS. We also had miniature camera. The I mean, high I'm, eight. Yeah, I'm not a million years old. I'm barely older than you. But what we didn't do is we didn't think about the end audience when we were doing this yeah, stuff. Now, it, we definitely it, would videotape ourselves doing dumb stuff because we couldn't wait to show it to a party later on. Or friends. Yeah, right. yeah. Which was great. I mean, you even think about the old days of like South Park or Tim and Eric. Mm, like, that's yeah. how these things spread was because... People would videotape and show to their friends, and then someone would make a copy and copy. Uh, but I just love that there's they're still, even though this type of humor seems everywhere these days, not as much. It's still very bizarro. But I love that this is still getting spread and shared 23 years later because it is just one of those dumb, magnificent things that these dudes were high one night and thought, hey, we should do a grudge sale. Well, and it's why it's so good because it wasn't intended to make sense. The ridiculousness is what made it so and it's funny. Not, yeah, they're the not like an they, improv troupe that we're doing an exercise. <laughs> it was just yeah. some dudes They put that rented so a house. much effort into doing something that was so stupid. And that's for why no, it really no excelled. no point whatsoever. Yeah. I, hey, everybody should go out there and do something stupid for stupid sake. I, you know what? That's what today should be yeah. instead. And national, tag us too. Tag us. National Price Master Day. Uh, okay, I'll do it. We'll take a check for $17,000. Yeah. Here's where the old ladies start to catch on. Crash Master, I went for the uh, bronze crucifix. Bronze crucifix. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh these wonderful the signs themselves are worth it. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to see the full Price Master video, uh, we put it up at 101x.com slash CJ Long. May he reign. How to parent when you don't have any kids. It's time for Parent Pickup. It's the Parent Pickup with Matt Bearden. And man, he's nailed it because I'm, I'm a doggy daddy. Yeah, you but don't, I don't have kids. You you don't have any kids, and sometimes when you're not around kids, you don't quite know how to parent. But CJ, over the weekend, you learned a very important lesson about parenting. You went to a Super Bowl party, and I did. you were telling us about it, and you said, "Man, the the hardest part was my friends had some kids, and the kids they always kids get excited when other adults come over because." A, especially if it's a party, their parents are kind of loosening up. Yeah, it's like it's something different. It's something new. Remember, you can't get in a car and take yourself anywhere. When you're a kid, you're at the mercy and behest of whoever's around you. And much like what happened yesterday, these kids wanted to show off. And I felt important because I was like, the little kids are painted. They think I'm the coolest adult here, but I was just the last one to show up. And everyone else had been like, all right, exhausted. Now, you said something important, and you don't know that today's parent pickup is about you, but you're going to teach a very important lesson to everyone else out there who's listening, who's in their 20s or 30s and has like a niece or a nephew or goes to friends' houses that has kids. You already told me what it is, and we're going to reflect back on it. You said that the girls asked you to read a book. Yes, they did. Uh, They were like, read me a story, read me a story. And it's like, all right. So I I picked up the uh, book. It had 
uh, Goldilocks was the first one. It's okay. like, all right. And then I realized while I was reading it, I was like, man, they've really added to make this longer. Really added. And well, you might have been reading the actual tales because if you get those, they're much longer. The 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 actual tales from Germany that have been translated. The Grimm's uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Tales they're much longer than we got as the kids' versions. And guess what? Well, kids have a very short attention they do. span. Well, also here's the thing: like not just that they were the longer ones, but they were also like and falling asleep in someone else's bed. That's kind of rude and weird. So it was like <laughs> rewritten to be modern. It was uh, dumb. But, but what you I, learned an important lesson. What I didn't learned you? was like, oh, I. I already know how the story ends. Right. I can ad lib it, and yes. all I got to do is do goofy voices and tickle her tummy every time I. Because she can't read. No, she doesn't. She just knows how it ends because it's been read a thousand times. So do the dumb bear voice and be like, and this one's too cold. And there, I'm a hero. Yeah. Uh, guess what? It turns out that when we get older, we get really good at following rules. Okay. But kids don't have rules and one of the things that kids can teach us on the daily is we should stop being so serious oh, thank God. about everything. Oh, uh, when, when you were a kid, you made up everything. The world didn't exist. You didn't know all the rules. You were just kind of trying to get by. And yeah. you taught yourself a really good lesson. And I think it's good for lots of people. It's a thing that most parents go crazy over in the first oh, probably five years. And then you start to loosen your pooter because it's so important to you to quote unquote get it right with your kids that you think that there's an actual rule book yeah. to parenting. And there are suggestions, but there are no rules yeah. to raising your kids. And the good thing is they're on their second one now, so they're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's well, very much very more kind of chill. And they've learned things like it's okay to lie for good. You weren't lying for evil. They just wanted a story. I they was don't watching care. The Super they don't know Bowl. what's yeah. going on in the story. You just, They just hand you a book and say, well, you read this to me. You wanted to get back to the game. Now, here's the only thing I need you to remember. The lying part for good is a pretty good skill. But when but you're like even, my dad and you do it all the time. Even that can get kind of exhausting. Sure. And that goes know. back to some of the things we talked about, I think, a week and a half ago. But you have to get really good at about, uh, kind of negotiating with your kids and going, okay, I'll give you another story, but after the game. Here's the thing. You know that they have to... You didn't know it was going to be overtime, but you knew they were going to be asleep before the game was <laughs> well, over. Well, also, they so. will sometimes, uh, the hope is they'll forget. Kids don't forget. Also, kids are good at knowing if you're lying, which is which is kind of frustrating. You weren't reading the book. They didn't know. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'm a good dad uh, someday. Oh, yeah? Hopefully, I will be. Fingers uh, crossed. But, man, I will say, I was the perfect rube last night. Last person to show up at the Super Bowl party. All the other adults had gotten, had, like, told the kids no. Because even the parents were like, hey, leave them alone. Let them eat. But I show up, and I'm like, ah, kids like me the most. I'll show them. I'm And I'm trying to, like, show off to my fiance. Look at what a You're great like, dad I can be. Look over here. I've got both kids in my lap. And, <laughs> Why and, are you trying to convince your fiance, who desperately wants to have a baby, that you'd be so good at having a baby? So she doesn't leave me. Oh, and okay. Just, okay. Stringer along. Okay. All right, Nick from 1027 ESPN's with us. We're going to talk uh, sports. We're going to talk the Super Bowl. But first, the Usher halftime show performance. Sure, his mic wasn't working. There were awkward moments, but he came out on roller skates. And then his mic wasn't working. It, there, Yeah, there were a few times when the, the volume and the backing tracks weren't leveled right. But besides yeah, all I that, I liked that. It sounded like it was I, an I, actual I, show. I heard the dips in there a couple times on the lyrics of songs and things were missing. And I was like, is he just dropping F-bombs? The, the like, actual, damn, Usher. The kind damn. of good thing is, is you were like, oh, his mic's actually live. Yeah, uh, that's so good I like for that. that. But mm-hmm. ending it, and, and I think there was 
was speculation. We all knew it was going to happen. But seeing Little John and then Luda pop out at the end, I mean, that's just that's just, just nostalgia. Just, it's a way to end it. It's you great. called him Little John? Uh, yes. Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I was thinking of the Robin Hood guy. Also, don't say that because I will find tape of us on this radio show where I'm standing next to Little John and y'all are like, I don't know, is that a UT football player? Who's that? None of y'all knew who it was. That was me. John? Yeah. Who got it right, actually. Okay, see, good. All yeah. right. Here's, here's my problem <laughs> with the halftime show. It's okay. Everybody made a big deal with Janet Jackson over one nipple. Usher shows both of them, and everybody praises it. I know. They think Double it's standard. just great. Double it's, standard. It's BS. Uh, Support women, guys. Let's uh, not get to any of the specific bets. Let's get to what the results was. Who won, Matt or CJ? Mm. Well, thanks to the purple Gatorade, which neither of you picked, uh, you guys are a tie. Really? Tie are you sure two. about that? I felt like uh, I won this one handily. No, see, no. Uh, you I, had the Chiefs to win. They right? did. You had heads on the coin toss. The original it was tails. It, it did. No, overtime was tails. Oh, okay, okay, right. But I also had they will not kiss on the field. And That's they three. did kiss. They did. They did kiss on the field after win. the game. After Very the game, good. she like came down kiss. there and, and they kissed Win. on the field during the broadcast after the game. When that the, 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 the game the broadcast was... had ended, no. she kissed him during the uh, championship during the the trophy presentation. Do you think she's, she's going to come on the field during the game? The, the thing was, the was, do was they kiss? will she come down after the game? The get the bro- the game was over. Then there's a second but it show. Was on yes, TV. the game's it was over. On TV. When, that when was overtime the expires, right. the game is over. All she's right. she's not gonna fly her. Where did jet. I learn? Where did I learn this from? From <laughs> CJ, who always <laughs> finds some Probably weird way to complain about uh, each bet. What, what other bet did I get to tie it up? Yeah, the purple yeah, the, Gatorade the over on the national anthem. Oh yeah, the, see that Which, was. Th- thanks for the double brave there. That, that was a tough one. But Be- wait, I had the under. Yeah, she went over. But she went over. Reba, 139. Reba went over. 139, she went 135. No, 130.5. She went over. What's the over-under? 1 minute yeah. 30.5 seconds, so she went over. Everyone everyone uh, who betted on that is very excited. <laughs> but you know how we settle things here with a good old-fashioned coin toss that Nick was making fun of earlier than the week. So here, we're going to grab uh, our, our lucky uh, 101X nickel. Hmm. This is the classic one. Oh, CJ's face on both. A nickel. A nickel. uh, Since Matt picked heads and I picked tails, we'll just go with that. Is that good for you? That's not a toss or flip. Yeah, we're just going to do a spin. Aren't I the arbiter of this? Shouldn't I flip that for us? You know what, Spencer? You are correct to determine Uh, who will win or lose. I also would like to. uh, Nah. What was it? Heads, tails? Let's just flip uh, it. Matt, Matt will be heads, if that's okay, and I'll be tails. Same as with the original Super Bowl <laughs> coin toss. When are you, you going to flip this? Are you going to flip this during the show or after the show, like Spencer during one of a rerun or something? It. Just flipped it. It's on my, the top of my right. palm. Okay. What are you feeling? What are you feeling? The winner of this week's sports Ooh, bet is... Yes. It's a tails. Oh, All right. Mate, so sweet. I win. No, All right. All right. Good no, job, that everyone. disqualified you. <laughs> oh, okay. So now we got to do the actual coin toss. Where, all right. Shut <laughs> up. Hey, it's your little captain friend, CJ Morgan. Let's take a break from this podcast and this entertaining fun we've been having. Okay, show today. Not bad. Anyhow, uh, here's the deal. We're going to start giving away tickets to you podcast listeners only. i got to tell you something really important first. The only way we get, I guess, credit for the podcast is if you're listening within like 12 to 20 hours of when the show was live. Other than that, it doesn't matter. I mean, we still appreciate you being here and listening. It's just, you know, try to keep up with the most recent episode. Anyhow, now for your reward, uh, we're going to enter you to win tickets to see Vampire Weekend. Only podcast listeners that have this keyword that text it uh, to this number will be registered to win. So 
512-835-1015. Your keyword is blop, blop. Just one word, B-L-O-P-B-L-O-P to 512-835-1015. It's our super secret podcast only listener text keyword code. Good luck. I feel like we wouldn't be any sort of good radio show if we didn't talk about the Super Bowl commercials. I mean, if you go to our prep sheet, it's everywhere. All the all the great commercials. Ugh. Unfortunately, I missed a lot of them. I, w- I was doing a bit of driving yesterday. What? Yeah. During the Super Bowl? Yeah, so I, I didn't see a lot of the ones we're all talking about. Like, I'm seeing the he washed feet memes. See, I didn't see that one either. I missed that. Where was that very early on? Very, or? very, maybe it's the first commercial break was Dude, the he washed okay. feet. So I, I started on YouTube TV streaming, and I didn't realize it was like 15 minutes behind initially. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have options to record stuff, so right. I'm watching it, and I'm in a group chat. And, and one of my friends was like, oh, man, there's a fumble already, and they haven't even started the opening, like, you know, the Reba McIntyre, and I'm like, damn it. How did so I, I miss go this? and I fast forward, and I missed a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, okay. That's YouTube that's TV cool. is actual TV. It's just, uh. Well, see, I missed a lot because I also I guess the state of Israel did a commercial, like, as they were bombing the hell out of a safe zone, too, and that pissed people <laughs> off. There sure. was a... Uh, God, there were a lot that I heard people. The only thing I remember is Christopher Walken, the, the impressions. The Robert Kennedy commercial was pretty amazing. That I heard, was, I heard that, that cool? I heard he tweeted an apology to it, and people were like, bro, it's your pinned tweet. <laughs> and he's like, but I didn't know it was going to run during the Super Bowl. Uh, what stands out for you guys? Like, I guess start with the Robert Kennedy one. I have no idea what that was. Like an homage to old school Kennedy ads? Well, yeah, I mean, they took an old-school Kennedy ad, and I think they're trying to say, see, he's an old-school candidate, but then he's running for an independent. I don't know. I, I thought it was weird to spend $7 million, I think, on, the, on a single run. Yeah. Uh, uh, what stood out to me is that my wife pointed out that the He Washed Feet, which was a commercial about Jesus, right? And sure. It was, and it was kind of an interesting exercise. It, it was pictures of people who normally would be fighting. Right. And I kind of like the message, which is that we've made a lot of people who are our own Countrymen, our own fellow citizens, made him our enemy, and maybe we should spend a little less time. Well, yeah. there. is but, this part of the "He Gets Us" campaign? It's like that, exactly. Okay. But it said, uh, you know, uh, Jesus washed feet, and then my wife was like, "Oh God, I really thought that was going to be a soap commercial." And <laughs> and when she said that, oh, I was like, "It was. Man. It would have been amazing if it just it did all of that and it said Jesus washed feet, washed feet. Oh, could have Try been. Dove soap. Dove. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I, was I was like, I will absolutely cut that Dude, and post that up because it's very funny. That would have made people outrageously yeah, she said, Can you imagine that how many awesome. people? Have, and I was like, it's, but what's funny is it would have been the thing that everyone was talking about tomorrow. I think I'm going to yeah, edit that right there now. Are super right wing like people that hated it. They're like, this is heretical. I'm like, what are you, what? Like that Matt Walsh dude on Twitter or whatever. Like these people oh, want he's the- he's always uh, up in arms. Everyone hated it. He didn't yeah. lie. I thought it, was a, I thought it was a good commercial with it. I, do people not like the message that we should be kind to each other anymore? No. Well, well because we people. left that behind somehow. Well, because yeah. it's like, but we shouldn't be kind to them people. And then there are others that are like, y'all had a hundred million to spend on a commercial, but not like <laughs> food for people. Sure. I'm just glad Jesus kept his him and others' feet clean. Now, you know? what about funny commercials? Back in the day- it was Budweiser frogs and, and getting kicked in the nuts. The only one I saw that I was like, oh, that was kind of funny was the uh, Christopher Walken one. It was be- terribly unfunny. Be- and well, I think you're wrong. Here's why I, I, think you're wrong here's why I liked it nope. because it made me think of when I would do radio remotes and 
it would all just be like, oh, you got that right, you got that right, with like Charlie Hodge, or like it, where it would just be people approaching you doing your impressions or doing your jokes, and it made me think of that. Did you, I guess that's why I liked it, because like, I wonder if he really gets this. Did you see the Michael Sarah one? No. Oh, no. you might have liked that, because he said the word cream in it. Use my cream, and you'll feel better. It's the Sarah V, little lotion thing. There we yeah. go. I think that was already a meme, so I guess they just decided to make the meme into a commercial, so. Hooray? Uh, I still yeah. laugh. I'm going to be honest with you, and maybe this makes me anti-American, but <laughs> I don't watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. I don't I, either. I don't, and I'm not trying to say I'm above it. If there was a good one, I guess I'd see it the next day and get excited about it. I think now that we can rerun things in perpetuity, to me it's very with, background. So it's hard. Like the Arnold ones, I'm people up getting food. Like, I'm 100 up getting food yes. during the commercials. I'm up getting food. I'm up getting a beer. I'm up going into the backyard so I can pee. Spence, I, was, I was playing Spencer's, a computer game. I was like, I'm just going to do some work. Watching it on an this. hour behind. <laughs> no, I'm driving. I drove to Matt's house yesterday because some friends just mm-hmm. got a house down the street, and so I drove by to see if he was there, and I could see like him through the window. Did you spawn him? Again, man. Well, I was funny. He I just walked got- <laughs> into the house and I was like, "Hey, I'm here for the party." And like, him and his wife were like, "What?" No, but you see how panicked my wife was. She was so freaked out. It was actually pretty funny. It was because <laughs> she doesn't understand. Well, Matt was just laughing. She doesn't. And I also, not only does she not understand my humor or like how I'm always kind of saying dumb things that aren't true. It's like, hey, I'm about to, I'm just kidding. Ha ha. I'm about to go meet my friends. They're right. They're literally a block away. Like I drove by Matt's house on my way there. And I asked your wife, I was like, well, hey, can I get some shots and a couple beers uh, so my, my, my fiance, fiance doesn't, doesn't know I'm I started drinking again? Drinking again. Oh, man, and she kind of looked horrified and Matt <laughs> just laughed. And then she's like, you know, I'd still love you even if you were drinking. And I was like, I'm just, it's, it's hard with her because she takes my jokes very liberal. And I'm such an idiot. But uh, I missed a lot of commercials. So if there's something we missed that we got to yeah. see, we're a terrible radio show. This is always we're talking about, hey, did you say the wacky Christopher Walken voice? Call in, do your walking impressions now, but no, really, let us know what we missed. 835 A sad weekend for many in Austin as uh, there were some iconic images flashing online. We have a new Austin's Dead. Uh, remember the Alamo, but remember the Armadillo. Uh, mugshots caught on fire this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. Oh. And it was, uh, it was it was very sad because not only was it the cheap place to go get a quick drink before heading out to if you had to go to a hotel banquet or 6th street with friends whatever it was you could park go to mugshots get a drink if you're a stand up comic in Austin like say, my fiance it was the hang uh mugshots the was go. the official stand up comedy hangout in this town for a long time oh, and it very was long time. because of simply because of the prices uh, oh, yeah. The Velveeta Room, which was the only kind of comedy club downtown for a long time. Block away. Comics would wrap up there, and for a long time, they would hang out at a place called Lovejoys. And oh, Lovejoys yeah, yeah, closed yeah. down well, a long time ago. It actually started with the smoking ban. Okay. That's a long time ago, but Mugshots had this open patio. And the thing is, is that when, op- when Mugshots opened, everything at Mugshots was $2. A beer was $2. A well drink was $2. It was just... $2. Think about that. Think of the concept of getting a cocktail for $2. Okay, and man. when I say that, it wasn't, it's not like I'm talking about in the 1970s. I mean, this is uh, 2010 yeah. even, that you were still getting a $2 cocktail downtown. It was super downtown. cheap. Polaroids of boobies uh, all over the bar. Oh, yeah. Well, they had, a, they had a machine where you could take photos, but it became pretty 
famous for, for girls people. to go inside the photo machine and then flash the photo machine. Whew. And then they would forget that it produced two versions of the right. yeah, or well, they just give it to the bartenders and say here you go. Yeah, they'd give it to the bartender, but uh it, it's it's it was sad and funny cuz a lot of the videos and pictures and it seems everyone no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on are like Austin's dead, but Wiley Ross, who's a great like uh, muralist and artist in Austin, had painted Willie Nelson on the side and Janis Joplin on the side, and it was just flames coming out of the top in that. And you have people like, that's because homeless are living there. And you have what? people like, well, <laughs> why is the bar empty? Why is it, you know... At least when Mugshots was there, it was occupied and maintained. Right. Uh, but to me, the sad thing was is... Austin's rat population yeah. has nowhere to live. Yeah, and dude. to me, that's just sad. Uh, dude, you would sit on that back porch. Which was great. It had vines, giant walls. Like, it was beautiful. But that was there. the entertainment. You would hang out on the back porch <laughs> and, and watch, would just watch rats fight. all night long yeah, fighting. They would jump from vine to vine. I had no idea that rats could do the acrobatics that they can do. And there were, there were no TVs outside. There was just watching rats. Sadly... With COVID and a lot of things shuttering, uh, mugshots could not survive through COVID, and they ended up losing their lease. They did not own the building, and uh, and, and that sadly went away for three years until eventually yeah. uh, a fire happened, which is a super bummer. And you know what I also liked about mugshots was the the bartender, really big sweetheart of a man. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name, but it was also the place because I had done it, my fiance did it, many comics did. It's the place to where if you're like, oh, I have an idea for a sketch, I just need a bar that'll let me shoot video <laughs> oh, inside <right>. whenever. <laughs> like they would always, they're like, oh yeah, you can shoot in here. And it was just regular to do that. He uh, would also do stuff where he'd say, like, hey, oh, we want to get together with a bunch of friends on a Saturday afternoon, but we don't have a lot of money. And he'd be like, all right, well, I'll just charge you X amount of dollars for the keg, and it can be open kind of for that for that group. And then I'll I'll, I'll bring my grill from the house. He would cook burgers for uh, people. On the, it was rad, dude. Yeah. On, the, on the rat patio. Ooh, yeah, like like actual community. Like it it felt was a good, very, very, it, very community-centered. Uh, it was a special place, and not just... Uh, the people that were hanging out there, but the fact that it was in the center of the grimy entertainment district. It was right on 7th Street, right in the middle of, like I said, where you park to walk to 6th Street and Red River. You know, you have several of the homeless shelters around. Like, there was a lot happening right there, but it was the best cheap place in the middle of downtown to go get a drink. Oh, man, it was to such go a, hang out. Such a cool place to just stroll down to and then come in like it was your nightcap for the evening. You a would few start drinks. and finish at mugshots. You go out on the balcony. You're like, damn, there's like 30 comedians out here. <laughs> it's wild. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Mugs. I think the building's still intact. It's just now the inside is oh. empty and rat free. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Did you we're going to start with a fun fact from the world of where we get our facts, Wikipedia. Uh, did you know Wikipedia had to block several IP addresses because members of Congress and their staff members kept editing other people's pages? So they finally had to uh, block certain IPs to make sure that happened. And I, I think that's hilarious because one of my... Uh, one of my gimmicky interview tricks, dumb things I do because I get nervous. I'm bad at doing band interviews. I hate them for so many reasons. Anyhow, uh, one of the things I would do is I would ask them a question I read off their Wikipedia, and they'd be like, no, that's not true. And I'd be like, oh, well, it's right here. And then they'd look at it, and when I'd show them my phone, and I'd be like, actually, I just added that. And it would kind of be a nice icebreaker, get a laugh, whatever. Uh, 
But the thing that frustrates me about Wikipedia is I interviewed an artist this last ACL Fest, and I was like, oh, can I add that into your Wikipedia bio? And she's like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. That'd actually be awesome. <laughs> and one of the things was a question she hates getting asked, and she's like, yeah, can you delete that? So I did that, and then a couple hours later, uh, Wikipedia changed it back. And yeah. then so I made it less goofy and did the professional thing, and then like two days later... Wikipedia again changed it back, even though I had permission from the artist herself to edit her page, and I had fact I had did cited have, what she said. Did you have permission from the Wikipedia fact oh, changers? Yeah, Anyone yeah. can go edit that, but then you you have to cite sources and all that. They're, they get I did, ri- I did. I cited like a, an actual clip of her in the interview saying the proper story of how something happened. Well, some of those dudes are really power hungry dude, and just don't want I will to say, change it. They're you, like, no, my info is better. You really got to go and sometimes read the arguments you behind get, the scenes. I do. I, I love it too. <laughs> if you get annoyed by Redditors and Reddit mods on the internet, just ooh, the Wikipedia ones, they are the worst. But you know what? We need them and we need stuff like this on the radio to break it down translate what's true what's not and you know how we uh let you know it's true we say did you know what do you know matt uh, oh, it's your did turn. you know yeah, sorry i thought you were moving on sorry the the movie no, i'm gonna keep rambling the bond movie trope of james bond scuba diving somewhere surfacing then removing the wetsuit to reveal an unblemished full tuxedo he did it in, uh, like, Goldfinger and I think one other movie. Sure. Seemed ridiculous, right? Uh, it was inspired by a Dutch spy in World War II who scuba dove into a Nazi-controlled area of the Netherlands and then removed his scuba suit to display a perfectly dry tuxedo. Because he's ready to go party. Yeah, so it, came, it comes from something very real. That's I mean, insane. there's a reason. Those wetsuits oh. are supposed to keep you dry. Man, I kind of want to end there. Well, we still got to go a little bit. Did you know? You guys heard of this Did Eminem you know? guy, this Marshall Mathers gentleman. He's made some songs. He does hip-hop. You heard of him? You, you seen there? You been this? Did you know there's a widespread conspiracy theory that Eminem died in 2006 and was replaced by a lookalike. He's not the only so one, of course. So it's the Paul McCartney one. Sure, Avril Lavigne. I think there's a, a slew of artists that have people, I don't know, what's, why are people so... Cons- we give, <laughs> I don't understand Conspiracy it. theorists give our government and the New World Order way too much credit. Way, way too much. Uh, like this. Did you know the U.S. actually didn't profit off of Iraq's oil? In fact, we spent billions to rebuild the infrastructure that had been destroyed by them and us, and all that. While the, uh, now, now, I don't want to get too conspiratorial here, and I won't, because we were like, we just fought Iraq for the oil. Okay, yeah, calm I mean, down. This is, this is you kind of half-ass history, right? This is This me, is not well, a, did you know? This is me half-assing, because, you know, you heard a lot from people that were against the war back then, that were just going in for the oil, and, and who knows the real reason we ended up going in. It certainly wasn't because they're terrible. It's probably because the Saudis kind of forced us to. Anyhow, while the U.S. itself didn't really profit from the oil, a bunch of United States corporations such as Halliburton that were contracted to rebuild the infrastructure that had been destroyed did quite profit quite a bit. Oh, good. Massively. Making money. One of those guys got even got to be the vice president, so things turned out okay for him. Good for him. It's a new thing to, uh, well, to get high and get lost in. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Here we go, Matt. It's Weird. It's Wired. What is it? Please 
Help us. Uh, I'm going to put this one in the wired category. And I know it's not for everyone, but let's be honest. A lot of us, especially in your, my single days, I was a master at washing things like uh, uh, How It's Made. You guys ever watch How It's Made that's on a, YouTube? That's an excellent show. It's for, from an actual show yeah, that yeah. I guess was on in like the 80s or the 90s or something, but yeah. now they cut it up and it just, it's mindless, slow yeah. engineering. You're just watching a factory chug along sometimes and a guy within some cool music in the background. Well, one of the masters of these sort of cool in the background kind of shows is a guy named Sir David Attenborough. Through the years, he's done history shows, science shows, all kinds of stuff. And he was mainly a product of basically Britain's version of PBS. Well, he's paired up with Netflix and they have a new series out called our planet, one planet. Uh, our planet is it? No, one planet is the first episode, and it's all about sort of a nature documentary. One of those slow moving, beautifully yeah. shot. Where you listen to David Attenborough's voice, and you just like Attenborough. Uh, just fifty years ago, mm. we ventured to the moon. Since then, the human population has more than doubled. Yeah. So uh, he talks about. It's a little bit about extinction and the fact that we have a, a giant number of uh, animal lives uh, on lives, animal lives. Now, if it's about a stinking, he should come to the interview in this studio. No, extinction, not a stinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, come on, uh, dude. It's uh, backed <laughs> by the World Wildlife Fund. It's pretty darn good. I watched Liberals. one episode. I had it on in the background with my kids, and I got to say, it is. it can be sleep-inducing uh, if you need that part. in your life, but it's also... Talk about zoning out and forgetting about what's going on in the it world. It does feel really nice to watch those. You know and I know that there are birds in this world. And we know that because every time we go to HEB, grackles poop on our car. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But there's actually billions of birds that you'll never see. And we don't take the time to just spend an entire day looking in trees and seeing how many different types of birds are there. That's why I bring Legally, this up. Legally, I can't. Uh, okay. So I had to move. This the is, doesn't just focus on birds, by the way. Okay. It's all kinds of animal life. Oh, cool. Um, think about this bird. That's, that's not a, nice. just a finger. That's yeah, not a bird. That's rude. Off. That's rude, man. Okay, sorry. I'm we trying to, to be We zany. have to work with him. Why are you doing this? Um, there's all kinds of educational resources that are attached to this in case you're an educator or something like that. But guess what? I'm not an educator. I don't care about that. I just care about the pure zoning out on science and how it's a good feeling. Maybe because it reminds – you know what I think it is? Do you remember when they would – wheel a cart into your room or something, your classroom, to sh- uh, they would show you some kind of video. Yes, and then the lights go down, and you have a pot, like a chance to maybe get a little nap in. But it would bring the lights down, and for suddenly, for that little brief moment, school didn't seem so school. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why I enjoy it, because it has the same pace. It obviously is not worried about you sticking around. They're not trying to Let's do this. Let's oh, yeah. do this. It's Let's not do cutting this. the different things and going boom, boom, boom no. with all this music. Hey, look nice, at that bird. This slow, bird. easy watch. It's, it's, it's on Netflix. It's relaxing and fun. I, I, I briefly dated a young lady, and it was the greatest like little couple of weeks ever because she would come over, we would kiss a little bit, then she would get high and would want to watch these David and like all the different ones. We would put that on, and then she would tickle my back until I fell asleep while watching that. Whoa. I don't know why I didn't marry this one. Well, she also had an ankle monitor, so maybe that's why we couldn't really do anything <laughs> outside of the house. But, you know, there there is just something so wonderful and soothing about watching these sort of documentaries because yeah. it makes you feel like, one, oh, if you've ever been depressed and like worried about your job and stuff, you realize there's a bigger world out there. And, and you know, even though 
the little tiger cub is having trouble surviving because the mom can't kill a gazelle, and then it does, and you feel sad for the gazelle. You realize there's there's a lot. Yeah. There's a bigger picture. Now, our planet has been out for a bit. I will let you know that you may have already caught it, but it did just hit YouTube. You can watch the entire series. You don't even need to have Netflix. It's nice to put it into like one big chunk and then just let it roll in the background on your YouTube. Silly facts, stats, and statistics from the Super Bowl. The internet has never been so easy. The internet. Let's take a look at the internet and do a little bit of clickbait. Uh, BuzzFeed educating us all about some fun Super Bowl stats. But first, let's start with the drunk uncle. Uh, I I like Travis Kelsey. I, I don't pay too much attention to it. I'm just like, oh, he's always been the loud mouth in his group. But man, every time they give him the mic. You like that? <laughs> Viva Las Vegas! Yeah, that's actually what I wanted to play. They're like the oh, guy. Sorry, sorry. Matt, you, you've been on stage before hosting events, and you yeah. kind of know there's a guy you don't give the microphone to, right? Well, you're always that guy. <laughs> I've, been, I've done enough live things to know that you don't. You don't give a microphone to anyone, and you don't let them put their hand they don't hold on it. your hand. Yeah. They don't hold the microphone, and they don't hold your hand that's holding the microphone, because you need to be able to pull it away at any moment. Well, that Travis had a firm grip on this microphone and did, did not let go. And, and <laughs> this is just the first song he sang. It wasn't the last. Cheese <laughs> Kingdom! Having a good time, he just won. <laughs> you know. Also, yeah, when it's some, when it's so the Super good. Bowl, you it's gotta so let him do good. that. And he could have so gone good. on so much longer. And thank so God. Good. Well, I stopped you know? that clip thirty seconds early, so it did go on longer. But well, doesn't he just talk? I forget. Sorry. This is be, your show. <laughs> to be, it's our show. To be fair, I don't let Spencer touch the microphone. Uh, to be to be fair. The crowd didn't get into that one, but when he did Beastie Boys fight for your right to the crowd got into that. So they they knew that one a little better. But let's let's go over some more uh fun stats and, and facts that I don't even think really have a ton of Taylor Swift, but we'll start with Taylor Swift. Uh did you see the clip of her taking a really quick uh chugging her beer? No. So the Jumbotron goes to Taylor Swift. It says Taylor Swift. Her and her friend next to her. I didn't know exactly who that was. It wasn't uh, Blake Lively. Uh, uh, Ice Spice? No, it wasn't Ice Spice. Ice Spice just Jack, sat there kind of grumpy the Jack whole time. Dorsey? No. Uh, that was a different booth. Anyhow, the Jumbotron says Taylor Swift. She rushes and grabs her beer. Her friend realizes it does the same. Then she chugs it. And so what the internet thinks is that Taylor Swift and her friend were having a drink of beer every time you see Taylor Swift on the Jumbotron contest. Uh, I like that. I love it. To me, that's one of the favorite things if she's playing into the own joke of her own stuff. Uh, the other great part of the internet is whoever, uh, I noticed this late last night, Dark Brandon, which is uh, Joe <laughs> Biden's team embracing a meme. Uh, tweeted out um, <laughs> exactly how we planned it, and I love it. You know, I'm I'm kind of frustrated. It's uh, it sucks. There's this whole. It's called the fallacy of equality or something like that to where two arguments have the same weight to where it's like well believe in science but also alchemy deserves equal time in the argument and it 
it's weird things like that that make me think he's going to lose that. And everyone's like, hey, man, they're bombing the hell out of uh, Palestine right now, and you're tweeting this. That would be the fallacy of equivocation. Uh, okay, okay. but they, they, We're never going to use that again, that word. To me, I want to step aside for a moment and be like, all right, good job. Good job, team, making fun of yourself, taking control of this dark Brandon thing and that. But, man, if you click on that tweet, there's they're just right out saying it. They're just saying it. No, I think it's funny. I, I agree. Well, it also good. just wasn't it a tweet. Funny. It was a picture of quote dark Brandon with his glowing eyes. It was memeified too, so yes. it wasn't even just a tweet. It was excellent. Listen, whoever if, posted that for Joe, thank you. And also, like if if you're going to be made fun of and memed and whatnot, well, it's what you learn in elementary school. Like when people would make fun of me for my name being Casey, and they would call me Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles. Uh, or you. when I was the only white boy in a school and I was Bart Simpson, you know what I did? I you acted lean like into it. I leaned into it because then they were laughing with me and they were my friends. And instead of kicking my ass on the playground, they'd be like, hey, do a karate kick. And I'd be like, whoa, whoa. The, the Brandon Camp's leaning into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it, Joe Byron. That's what you're supposed to do. If someone makes fun of you, make fun of yourself. And you know what? We didn't even get to any of these facts. There was a long field goal kick. <laughs> there we go. Dude, that's wasn't your, that record-breaking, too? It was, yeah. but who Smart cares about setting? that there stuff? Were two. I want to talk about the memes. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. better. Sacrificing body, mind, and spirit for the perfect D's Nuts joke. The C.J. Morgan Show on 101X.